Well, it's good to be in the house of God today. Hallelujah. I enjoyed the early service so much this morning. And when you're seated, I hope that you'll share. If you have family and friends that are not in church right now, they need to hear this message. And people that are not very... And when I dismiss the service, the first 27 people that can come up here, you can have a sweet one, just one, either a sweet potato, banana, or an orange. Amen. But don't touch God's. Don't touch God's. <laughs> it belongs to Him. All right, Matthew 28. So this week, we had the board meeting Monday night. My wife and I drove to Macon uh, after Monday night board meeting. And then Monday, Tuesday morning, got up and drove to the mountains for a few days in the mountains. And uh, we were staying in Sevierville, just right there by Pigeon Forge. And uh, I was working on this sermon and and uh, we were doing a little vacationing, went to Cades Cove, saw bear, deer, turkey, just had a beautiful time there, and colors were just peak, and um, no cell service, a lot of where we were this week, so thank the Lord, <laughs> amen. But we drove over to Maggie Valley, there's a few things that, I love to go to the Methodist campground there, where great revival took place, and we go walk that lake, and we pray for revival, God, do it again. Do what the Wesleys experienced. And we walked that lake and I was calling in revival for this hour for a move of God to happen. Amen. Amen. Then Kim said, let's go to Cataluchi, which is right there, and let's go see the elk. And it was getting late and we drove over and did that and got out of there and saw beautiful creatures God had created. And uh, we were driving on 40 through the, the, the mountains. And I said, honey, I know there's a rest area coming up. To such and such a place, I want you to pull in there. And uh, she did. We pulled in that rest area and we ran in for just a second. I was only in there for just a moment or two. Come out the front door. And when I did, the whole rest area was swarming with police. There wasn't one, there wasn't 10, there wasn't 20. I'm talking about it was swarming with police. And right at the front door, where I walk out the door, policemen had their long guns with scopes pulled and looking through their scopes right there at the car that had pulled up right at the front. I'm telling you, I had a ringside seat. The officer that was closest was me from here to Mark, Pastor Mark, and, uh, and then all the others just all around, and their guns are out, and they make a bust and a sting on a bad guy right there. I don't know what he had done, but I know he was a lot safer out there with them than had he come in there with me, because I got goodness and mercy with me, the two angels that <laughs> attended my path, and they wouldn't have turned him loose. Amen. I was convinced of that. Hallelujah. They took him off, and I said, thank you, Jesus. Stay under the blood. Every day, put the blood over your family. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mark chapter 28, I'm, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, beginning with verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee. This is after resurrection. He had told them what to do, where to go. How many are good with that if Jesus tells you what to do and where to go? Come on, I want you to raise your hand. You need to show Jesus. Don't show pastor. Put it in the chat. I'll do, I'll go where he wants me to go. He had told them to go into a mountain up on Galilee. I love the Galilee. You gotta go sometime with us. And when they saw Jesus, they worshiped him. 
If you see Jesus, you're going to worship him. And your worship's not going to be about you at all. It's going to be about him. Hallelujah. But some were questioning. But then Jesus gives to his people every person that would ever name the name of Jesus. If you're a disciple of Christ, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, I want you to raise your hand right now. Online, put it in the chat. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. All right, here. This is for everybody. This is not just for Pastor Gary or the church. This is for everybody. And Jesus came and spake unto them. And said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go. Everybody say go. In Mark's, in Mark's gospel, chapter 16, Jesus says, and Mark records it this way, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I am here to declare on this Sunday morning that the go is not a question. If anybody who claims the name of Jesus believes it's a question, it's not. It's a command. You and I live under a command every day of our life. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to say every creature. Does that mean every person? Does that mean people that are not like us or different from us? That means everyone in the world. But what I want to draw a parallel to this morning is that there's a lostness in our world that's different from Jacksonville, Florida. There are 1,400 churches in this city. Praise God. One of the most church cities in America. I, I believe there's something prophetic about this area. And we're going to enter into, we are entering already. Something's happening. And uh, I, I believe people are being drawn, and I know it. They're being drawn from all over America to this area. You may be seated. But as Christians, we must live under a daily go into all the world. And yes, that is a local uh, call that God gives to us that we have a responsibility to our daily world. Our signs used to be real clear out there that when you leave this campus, you're going into all the world. You're going into a lost world. And we have a responsibility on a daily basis to let people know about Jesus. Amen? I feel that. I feel that every day. But when the disciples saw him, they worshiped him. And they began to listen to him. And he tells them that he has all power. How many believe Jesus has all power? Aren't you thankful he has all power? Hallelujah. And so he says in verse 19, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That everyone, that I have all power and attorney. Listen, there's nothing he can't do to facilitate people hearing. The question came to me after the first service this morning. What about people who have never heard the name of Jesus? And I, I responded, I do believe in the sovereignty of a God that to a searching heart, God can get the gospel to them. In 1985, I was in the jungles of Belize huts and I saw antennas sticking out of huts in 85 I do know talking to Dan Kalinda on a regular basis that where they go all over Africa and around the world for these massive crusades everybody has a cell phone everybody has a cell phone everybody has a cell phone and our world can be reached and will be reached the gospel says and this gospel shall be preached in all the nations for a witness how many believe the word of God but the go, my friends, is so important. 
And the church has got to understand that, that there's a lostness prevailing, that three billion people have not heard the name of Jesus. They don't have 1,400 churches in their city. They don't have the gospel uh, being preached. In, they can't come in comfortable sanctuaries. And, and thank God that we're so blessed here in America. Amen? But there's a command that we live under. There's an eternity that people are dealing with that many don't know. They, they lose sight of that because of life and all that's going on in life. But we're dealing with eternity, friends. There's only two places after, after when you die, heaven and hell. And I thought Pastor Jordan's message on hell was probably one of the greatest sermons on hell last Sunday. I, I, it was so balanced and it was so powerful. It was from the word of God, done in love. And yet we have to be reminded there's an eternity. And we've got family. How many have family and friends that need to get closer to Jesus? Come on, church. Listen, we're under orders. When you open your eyes tomorrow morning on Monday morning, first thing you ought to do is greet God. Good morning, God. Thank you for another day. Why don't you just lift your hands thank you for another day right now. Amen. Thank you for another day. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for another day. Hallelujah. Treasure every day. And then, Lord, I'm under directives. I'm under a commission. It's not a great question. That's what drives you to go to Honduras, Gene, when you go to Honduras. That's what drives this church to do all the mission trips. I'm telling you, because we're under the go, and there's a lost world out there. And I'm so thankful for all that God has done over the years, but we've got to see people. We've got to depopulate hell and populate heaven. Amen? And that's not just, I'm, I don't want to just center local, because you know what your church does local. Everybody knows that. But I want to talk global because Jesus in Mark 16, 18, I want you to jump over there real quick. I don't want to. In my introduction, I'm talking about Jesus' mission. Jesus' mission. I believe he came on mission. I'll say yes, amen. He stayed on mission. He loved the lost came to seek and save the lost. How many believe that was his mission? And he came to build his church. I'm going to help him to the best that he allows me to do both. Amen. Verse 18 of Mark 16, and he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to who? Say every creature. Do you know that every person on this planet, over 7 billion people came from Adam and Eve? That means there are, there are brothers and sisters. Amen. Take it back to creation. There are brothers and sisters. And we got to be concerned about them. Hallelujah. You're getting quiet on me, church. He that believeth and is baptized. Baptism's important. Got baptism two weeks from tonight. I believe in water baptism. It was a commandment. It's an ordinance of the church. So is Holy Communion. That's why we observe both, because they're very powerful worship experiences. Communion and water baptism. And I look on them as powerful worship experiences. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. How many believe? In my name they shall cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. 
And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Somebody, somebody give the Lord a praise offering right now. Look at verse 20. If you'll do what he's told you to do and how he, you know, I try to get in this book every day and stay in this book. I want to know the directives and I want to know how he wants them accomplished. He said they went forth, they preached everywhere. Say everywhere. The Lord was working with them. He's already in heaven on the right hand of God and he's working with them. How many believe Jesus wants to work with you today, today and this week in your business, in your life? Every day, I need the righteous right hand of God. Confirming the word with signs following. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's the Jesus mission that I believe all of us need to live under every day. You need to be intentional in your witness, your testimony. You're witnessing to people, sharing with people, just living the life in front of people that... that uh, People can see Jesus in you. Amen? There's the Jesus mission. I want to talk to you very briefly, very quickly about the evangel mission. Because I believe that the evangel mission, we've got so many people, new people that are coming from so many places. And uh, I want you to understand the culture, the background of evangel. All the new people. We, are, we consider ourselves, we look at ourselves as a great commission church. We operate under the Great Commission. That, that propels us, that pushes us, that there is a go for this church. And from our pastors to our deacons to our leadership, our children right now are being taught to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Your young people are being taught, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I want my children, my grandchildren in that kind of atmosphere because I believe we all, one day I'm going to stand before Jesus. And it matters what... I say to him when I do. It matters what you're going to say to him when you stand before Jesus. And the go is not a question, it's a command. Everybody say it's a command. So I want to be a part of a group of people that understand the go. Under the commission every day. Teaching, baptizing, healing, casting out devils, seeing people saved. I live under mandate. But there's an evangel mission that I want to share very quickly. There are four guiding pillars that guide this church. Number one, we unconditionally love people. We love people. Say love people. That's number one. We love people. Anybody that's ever been to this church, down through the history of this church, cannot accuse this church of not being a loving congregation. We are a loving people. We love people. It's culture to us. It was taught to us. It was ingrained to us. Pastor Cecil ingrained that in so many different ways that we have to love people where they are and that they need to know that that love is real. They, they need to experience the love. People live in a world of hate and they need to experience love, amen? We love you, your pastor loves you, your church loves you. But because we love you, then we're gonna talk to you about Jesus at some point, amen? You're gonna encounter Jesus. We're not gonna hide Jesus. I'm not gonna hide Jesus. Because I know what changes lives. Hallelujah. I know what changes. How many are thankful that Jesus changed your life? You need to just stand up and have a praise break right now. Come on, stand up and have a praise break. If Jesus brought you out of sin, out of degradation, you were headed to hell, but Jesus stepped in your way. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. We want people, you can be seated. We want people to encounter Jesus. Thirdly, we want to build disciples. We believe in Christian discipleship. Very pragmatic about that. Go and make disciples. He didn't say go and make Christians. He said go and make disciples. So our discipleship programs, we're very strong in. I thank God for all that he's done and is doing. But we then teach people to make a difference with their life. I want to turn this congregation loose in this city to make a difference in Jacksonville, Florida, to make a difference in North Florida, to see our nation saved. Amen. Now I want to flesh out very quickly the evangel mission because there's some guiding points that keep us on track. Number one, because with those four pillars, we're a word church. You're going to hear the word at Evangel Temple. Amen. Not Reader's Digest. Not psychology today. Amen. But you're going to hear the word. Jesus said my last day worshipers will be what? Two things. Worship in spirit and truth. I believe in spirit-led worship. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I believe you got to have you got to have both. I don't want you to come up in here and feel like things are dead. I want you to know that there's a life in the Spirit of God, and the truth is going to be preached. Amen. I, you know your pastor's strong in these next two areas. I believe in multicultural and multigenerational. Every day of your life, you ought to pray the one prayer Jesus taught you to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven. Ever, if, if Jesus said that, we ought to be praying a lot. Because it says, as in heaven, so in earth. And we better be multi-generational down here because it sure is in heaven. We better be multicultural down here. Thank God for all that good lumpia out there from our Asian community. Amen. If you didn't get any, sorry. I believe we need to be a Pentecostal church. Everybody say amen. We need to be a Pentecostal church. We need to be where the gifts of the Spirit are operating and the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, I put as much or more value on the fruit of the Spirit. We got to have the fruit of the Spirit. We got to have the gifts of the Spirit. I remember the illustration a few months ago, maybe in six months ago, and I put the cloth on my shoulder. Just remember the, the Holy Spirit rests on us. Don't do anything to scare him off. Amen? Don't do anything to quench him. Listen, I've been Pentecostal all my life. I was raised under the pews, seen it all. I've seen the cray-cray to the real. And I wonder, what in the world? Don't scare the Holy Spirit off. We need the Holy Spirit. Come on, welcome the Holy Spirit right now. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Don't, that's enough. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> but welcome, Holy Spirit. 
I won't get in trouble about welcoming the Holy Spirit. I'll get in trouble about singing. <laughs> missions. Missions is huge to this church. Your deacon board this week on Monday night before we left town approved $30,000 to do Mission of Hope in December here locally. So we're doing our local. We have done four of these this, this year. And we got businessmen outside the church. Look at can't wait to help, help, help us with this. And uh, I'm telling you, we do a lot of local. But friends, we do, they approved 37000 to send all of our missionaries a special Christmas gift at Christmas. $37,000. We approved $67,000 missions this week. This week. I don't tell that out, but this is for our church family to know. Because friends, we don't just talk it. We've got to do it. Amen? We support Israel. We bless Israel on a regular basis. Genesis 12. Hey, you better get this. You better be a part of a group. I said in the early service, I hadn't planned to say it here, but I will say this. If you ever go to move and go to another area or go to another church, there are two pieces of paper you better ask if you put yourself under a covering. You better ask for a missions page and you better ask for what they do for Israel. You better know you're under the right covering. I believe that's a very powerful covering. We're a part of a praying church. Aren't you thankful this is a praying church? We're a local church. I believe in the local church. Kenneth Copeland said this at the beginning of this year. This is the year of the local church. The devil will try to pull people away from the local church, disenfranchise them with the local church. But he said, I'm telling you, this is the year God's going to do something if people will stay planted and I've watched people just that were planted just sift. And listen, if you know somebody's been sifted, you need to go after them. Amen. And this is a revival church. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Well, that's the Jesus mission. That's the evangel mission. I want to talk to you about the mission field. In Luke chapter 16, verse 27 and 20, 28, in the belly of hell, the rich man lifted up his voice, said, Father Abraham, I've got five brothers that don't need to come here. If we could ever have a voice from hell speak to us about how bad hell is, I think it would motivate people. God knows how to stir us up. God knows how to get wake-up calls to people. And I'm telling you, it was too late for, last, uh, for the rich man. But he realized, I've got five brothers Every one of those dots, every one of those dots represent an area where they've never heard the name of Jesus. And we sit here and we've got Christian TV so much. We've got so much happening. And, uh, and yet 300, uh, you know, 3 billion people in, on the face of the earth have never. And this is from the missiologist. There's studies, worldwide numbers. That's why they say this local church is still the best way to reach our world. You go in, Dan Kalinda goes in, he'll have 500,000 people in a, in a crusade. Chris Mickelson, who comes here, will have 200,000 in Pakistan. And they plant churches so that people can get in that church and start being schooled. You don't know this, but this local church has built over 100 churches in foreign nations. 100 churches? No, that we took people. You went. You went with me. And with Pastor Jordan and other pastors. Pastor Mark and Jen and all the staff, all the staff that's been on. We were doing 10 to 12 before all of this happened the last two years. 10 to 12 
And you're a part of a Great Commission church because we believe in Great Commissions. We, we, took, we took a group in uh, 82, I think it was, wife helped me on that date, but uh, to uh, Puerto Rico. That was our first out-of-country trip. We took two trips there with young people, evangelizing Puerto Rico. And then after that, in 85, I went to the jungles of Belize. And uh, I saw some things. I thought, Lord, this is the mission field. I, we were in the jungles. And uh, a snake come across in front of the truck, the Jeep. And it was, had to be over 30 feet long. And the pastor told me, he said, there's a stop right up here about 100 yards away that I need you to wait. We've got some people going to come and meet us here. So I said, I'm not getting out of this Jeep. <laughs> Ain't no way this guy's getting out of that Jeep. I just saw a snake could swallow me whole. <laughs> and he had just told me there's tigers right out in here. No, 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 no. <laughs> we went back to a village. We had to cross a bridge that was flooded. The bridge was about 20 feet above the water, but the water was over the bridge. I had to sit on top of the Jeep, and I had to keep his tires on the tread so that we didn't go off either way. And I was telling him, turn left, stay right, turn left, stay right. And we made it across that bridge. We went back into the jungles and went to thatch huts and started witnessing the people and uh, seeing, seeing people saved and touched by the power of the gospel. I'm telling you, there's a world that needs to hear Jesus and somebody's got to go and who's going to go? They can't come in a nice sanctuary and sit like this. But who's going to be? I'm thankful to be a part of a church that gets it and although everyone can't go, we can all pray. We can all give. Amen? We can all give. We can all support the mission's vision. I'm not going to let no snake eat me I'm a bad dude. I got angels. <laughs> Goodness and mercy. Our world is lost. People are racing into eternity. And the resounding go, 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 go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, every person is our brother and sister. Every person. One third. Why God did this. But I give him praise. One third of the world's population is Asian. One third of the seven billion. God did that. Man didn't do that. But we got to love the Asians. And we do love the Asians. Amen? And I pray every day for Asian people. Every day I try to pray for Asian people. And God loves the African American people population of our world. And I pray for them every single day I try to pray for them. I pray for the different population groups. Every day I pray for the Latinos. I love me some Mexican food. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I love the Anglos. And I, when we've been able to travel, we've, I go to the great cathedrals of Europe I love to walk in there and I love to pray for revival and I pray for a visitation of God. I love the John Wesleys and Charles Wesleys and Susanna Wesleys and, and I love the history of revival. Friends, God's going to do a fresh thing. He said in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and I want to be in the middle of what God's doing. Come on, raise your hands. Hallelujah. But you know what revival's going to do? It's going to propel people to go. 
to Thailand. Pastor George, we've taken medical clinics all over the world. When 9-11, I was witnessing to a Peruvian um, server at a restaurant recently. And I said, you know, when 9-11 took place, I was in southern Peru and called the name of the city, and she knew right where it was. And I was teaching a pastor school and to a, a group of pastors. And we watched the planes, and then we couldn't get home. Planes weren't flying for four or five days internationally. And, but we flew back to Lima, and God allowed me an opportunity to preach in a very large church there. And it was powerful what God did. But it, everything's on appointment. Don't get frustrated. Don't get out of shape. We're on the go. If you're living on the go every day, where God has you that day is an appointment. Amen? It's an appointment for you. I'm living on go today. Hallelujah. Worship team, come back. People are dying and going into hell. And the go is resounding. Go. Go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. There are three areas I want to close with that I just want to share. As a pastor, as a dad, as a son growing up, I was taught these things. That there are three important areas that I always commit myself to and are giving to. There's a lot of places I can give, and I, I support. I, I try never to pass a person that needs a dollar and uh, needs, you know, a little help. I try never to, I always keep some, you know, something ready to pass out and help. And uh, thankful to do that. Thankful to be blessed to do that. At whatever level, be a giver in life. Be generous, whatever level. If that's a dollar, whatever, be a giver. Be generous, amen? But I teach people tithing. Genesis to Revelation, I see that our giving is so important to God. Tithing is important. I really believe that's so fundamental. That's the first start. But I teach people to help the Lord build his church. And so a little something, whatever that looks like. You see what happens when you pull that from a congregation and... Uh, the numbers add up and we're able to build buildings. Your children are over there and probably well over 100 junior high students in the gymnasium right now. And, but they're over there because there's buildings, there's space. We build, we build buildings to hold the harvest. I believe in that. I believe that's important. And I believe there's a blessing in supporting that. But I also believe there's a blessing in supporting missions. And whatever that looks like at whatever level, just get started. You've got a pledge card. Just do something. Whatever start point. My wife and I try to, to really support missions. I, have, I'm a, I believe in missions. I believe in getting the gospel to the nations. Pastor Jordan took a team to Thailand. We do medical clinics. We do pastor schools. We do building projects. Our young adults and, and youth do evangelism trips. We were doing 10 to 12 a year taking Several hundred people of this kind. I don't know how many people have been on missions, out-of-country mission trips from this church over the years, but it's a lot, a lot. Because we've been doing this for years, since 85. Since I saw that big snake. I said, I got to have some of these people from the church experiences with me. Amen. <laughs> but we're a great commission church. A great commission church. I want everybody to stand
Whatever that looks like to you, you ought to be giving to missions to reach our world. And friends, our focus today is not just local because you know what we do local. You couldn't be here and not hear all the reports of everything we do local. But there is a global community that have not heard. There are people that are dying and going to hell. Asian, African, Hispanic, Anglo. And I have, they're, they're part of my family. And I look at them like that. I pray over them like that. They're part of my family. Amen? I'm not going to go to heaven by myself. We're trying to depopulate hell and populate heaven. We're trying to see a lost world one to Jesus. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, we must have the final point, and I didn't get to it, is we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You know I'm all over that, but and want that and desire that. But without the Spirit, this church cannot do what we're called to do. I need the empowerment every day of my life. And I depend on the power of the Holy Spirit every day. Would you just lift your hands and welcome the Holy Spirit one more time? Come on, just welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Could we sing that song? Come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. That's an old one. Justin, you know that. Come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. again, if you're here this morning and you have a spiritual need of any kind, you need a breakthrough spiritually, you're wrestling some habits and things, your family needs a breakthrough, your job needs a breakthrough, if you have a spiritual need, I want you to come and stand on this side of the pulpit, this side, right here, everyone with a spiritual need, from up in the balcony, the galleries under the balcony, here on the lower floor, any kind of spiritual need. If you're struggling spiritually, come. If you've got family members that are not where they are, 
It'd be a good time to come. I believe God answers prayers down here. I believe in the altar. Just kneel. Just find a place to kneel if you can. I believe in kneeling at the altar. If you can kneel. If not, you can sit on the front pew. But there's something powerful when people kneel before the Lord. Everybody that needs a spiritual breakthrough, if you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you don't know that you're headed to heaven this morning, come. Come right now. If Jesus were to come today and you don't know for your eternity what it looks like, come over here. Come over here. I want every person that needs healing in your body, you need the Lord's touch in your life. I want you to come over here. You need healing in your body. You need to be anointed with oil. I want our, I want our prayer partners, deacons, pastors. Come on. Listen. How many believe he's still the healing Jesus? How many have ever seen healing? You've known healing. Listen, he still does it. So come. There's not one malady that's greater than the power of my Jesus. With God, all things are possible. Every person that needs to be anointed with oil, come over here. Come over here. Every person that needs to be anointed with oil, come over here.
read the ironic blessing. I'm going to read the ironic blessing, but I want us to sing this one more time. Listen, I am keenly aware the authority that's been given to us comes through the power of the Holy Ghost working in us, in us, and we don't need less. That's why I don't want to scare the dove. I don't want to quench the dove. I'll invite the dove. I make the dove welcome. And I want everyone that wants the dove welcome. I want you to stand. I want you to lift your hands. Come on. We got to have him. We're going to sing this one more time and then the ironic blessing. Welcome the dove. service tonight it will be powerful i promise you will you will know god wanted you here it's going to be powerful Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord praise. Give the Lord praise. All right. We're going to do the ironic blessing. There are 27 pieces of fruit. Nobody take more than one per family. And uh, those that get the sweet potato, God wants you to be sweet. Make some good sweet potato fries. Don't touch God's. Everybody say, don't touch God's. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, This is how you will bless the children of Israel. We're grafted in, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, and the Lord keep thee, and the Lord make his face to shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And they will put my name 
Everywhere you can put God's name this week, do it, because he'll honor it. Never take it in vain. Honor his name and put it everywhere you can, because he says, they will lift up his, he'll lift up his countenance, and they shall put my name upon their families, and I will bless them. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Take it in. Grab a hold of it. Don't turn it loose. God bless you. See you tonight at 6 o'clock. Get you a piece of fruit or vegetable.